Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Luke's Massive Storytelling Podcast Thing. Whoa yeah, here we go. Check it out now. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Luke's Massive Storytelling Podcast Thing. My name is Luke and this is my thing. Uh, today is going to be an interview episode. Uh, I'm really quite excited today because, I mean, I managed to get a guy uh, called Paul Coles. Uh, Paul's actually from my hometown of Mansfield, which is in the Midlands. Um, and Paul is a like an indie game dev guy. Uh, Paul used to work for sort of massive companies like uh, Rockstar and Activision. Uh, he's worked on some pretty cool games, like uh, he's worked on Red Dead Redemption, and, and so it's pretty amazing stuff. Um, and games, I know we've not really talked about games before. Um, I'm a huge gamer. Uh, I love sort of the indie game community and mindset. Um, and as a you know, as a storyteller, it's going to be going forward. It could play a big part in in sort of what what we do as as as, as writers. I mean, the games industry, if you if you weren't aware, is like ten times the size of the film industry so the likelihood of you making a living in the future as a writer is it's you're gonna get more chance of it you're gonna get more chance of making that happen in the games industry uh so today we're gonna talk to paul coles um he recently uh started his own game dev company called fierce kaiju um and it's uh they, they sort of focus on vr and that sort of thing but we'll get into that um i didn't have him for very very long He's a very busy guy, so I tried to sort of get it, get it all under like ten questions in half an hour, in like a half an hour period. But um, I kind of lost where I was with the questions. <laughs> You'll hear that as we go through. Um, but yeah, hope you enjoyed the interview. So, uh, uh, see you on the other side. So today we're going to do a quick, sort of quick fire round through some questions. Um, so, question the first: Who are you? Okay, my name is Paul Coles. I am a video game designer. I've been for many years now, and I'm creative director at Fierce Kaiju. Okay, so that leads on to question two. Who the hell is Fierce Kaiju, and what do they do? So we're um, an independent video game company. Um, we've been going for just over a year, nearly a year and a half now, and uh, we specialize in VR games. Cool, and that... and. Um... So your VR games in particular, and your first game was a game called Viral, is that right? Yeah, that's correct, yep. Cool. Um, um, so what was Viral all about? So Viral is it's about this computer system that's been invaded by a virus, and you play the part of the antivirus taking down all the viruses within the system. Um, it's quite a simple game at its core, but it's, it's also quite a lot of fun. You literally point your head in the direction of the enemies, and you tap a, a little button on the side of the headset to fire a a shot straight down in front of you. Um, 
and it's really quite a compelling little title. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the uh, the trailers. It looks really good. I really want to play it, but I, I don't have a Samsung yet. I'm actually thinking of getting uh, going Samsung just to get the Gear VR stuff. It looks, <laughs> it looks really fun. It is. It's a lot of fun, and that's that's exactly what I did. <laughs> yeah. Were you because were, were you an Apple user before then? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, you know, my wife still uses an Apple phone, but I yeah, I moved over to uh, the the Samsung Note four to to get onto the VR stuff. Really. Yeah. Previously worked for some big game design companies or uh, like Rockstar and Activision. Is that right, or is that how does that work? Yeah. No, yeah. that's that's correct. Yeah, I worked at both Activision and Rockstar. Cool. And so I was just going to ask, um, why? How come you started your own game dev company? rather than continue to work for those sort of bigger companies like that? So, well, sometimes these situations are kind of forced upon you a little bit. Mm. <laughs> and uh, that was, that kind of was the thing that fueled our, you know, move into uh, independence, really. Um, for want of a better word. <laughs> have, you found, have you found it so far? Do you prefer being independent? Yeah, absolutely. But it's incredibly tough. Um, you know, I, I, I won't mince my words with that. It's being independent, there's challenges in, in either, you know, when you work in a big company, but there's so many more challenges when you're, you're an independent team. Um, you know, not least getting food on the table and yeah. uh, that being your number one priority. And also, you know, being able to produce compelling games is, it's not an easy thing to develop, um, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, but it's, it's absolutely what we want to do. We, we love being independent. It, the freedom it gives you is incredible, but obviously the you have to be mindful of what you can achieve uh, with um yeah much less budget and uh, and unlikely a smaller team. Yeah, what's the um? I mean, how long did it take from concept to uh, publishing um, a game? What's that time cycle look like? Again, that all depends on the scope and scale of your project. Yeah, um, you know, some some games can be done in a matter of months, um, and bigger titles can take years. So uh viral for us for example it was about six months yeah maybe a little longer um but ultimately that's how long it took all said and done um we actually got content complete pretty early doors um but obviously there's a degree of polish and a degree of bug fixing that goes on top of that as well yeah yeah uh, well, that's... You know, big, bigger things take you know your triple a pro- products take you know two to three years sometimes depending on on what they are yeah that that leads on nicely so i was just going to ask what what does the next five years look like for Fierce Kaiju? Well, that, you know, <laughs> it's an interesting one. We we absolutely want to focus on VR. That's where our sort of love lies now. We yeah. we've learned so much in you know the little time that we've been up and running um, that we we just want to put it to good use. We're we're in a, you know we're good guys. We we've all got a, a good pedigree. We know how to make great games. And for the next five years, we just I guess want to continue making great VR titles, um, proving that that the games can be done properly in VR. Are you just going to stick so- solely to VR then, or have you got plans uh, to? I'd say never say never because okay. you know we we're all gamers and we all love games. We still play on our you know PS4s and our Xboxes and you know our mobiles. So if if something comes to our minds that we all feel passionate about, I don't think we'd ever say right, we're never going to do that because it's not VR. Yeah. If if you know one of us comes up with a really strong idea and and we all believe in it, then there's absolutely no reason why we should pursue that. You know, as long as it makes financial sense for the company to do so. Yeah. Um. 
so like a sideline question to that what what do you think the indie game scene looks like in five, in five years time so are we going to be playing vr on the tube in london or could you see people playing on their phones all the time do you think they'll get the headsets out i i don't think so like i i don't know it's yeah there's obviously a an elephant in the room when it comes to having a headset on you uh, you know and you do look a little silly with the headset <laughs> on but it's when you when you're in those games you don't care yeah it's, it's like when you're sat at the end of the night and maybe you've finished a shift at work and you get home and you stick, you know, your Xbox or your PlayStation 4 on and you jump into a game. For the most yeah, part, yeah. there's nobody there with you. It's the, it's the um, you want the fully immersive experience there, don't you? It's not like when you're, when you're on the tube, you play like a, a little puzzle game while you're doing, while you're checking, you're not going to miss your stuff. But yeah. this is like a, um, a chill out in the evening, sort of get your beer out <laughs> and yeah, yeah, sit down and enjoy. Yeah. I think so, I, and but then I also think that there's space for this to happen on, you know, I don't know. Say you're on an airplane and you've got an eight-hour flight in front of you, or or whatever. Oh yeah, that, that's cool. I, I can absolutely see that people might want to use VR in in, in that respect, um, but whether it'd be on a train, I I don't know. Yeah, also uh, like kids in the back seat, sort of to keep them busy. Yeah, um, yeah. There's loads of ways you could use it. Um, so I mean, a lot of my listeners are sort of writers, screenwriters, filmmakers, and that sort of thing. I think a lot of them probably want to know if, if it's possible for them to make an indie game. And by them, I guess I mean anyone. I mean, how does one get into it? Yeah, absolutely. It, it totally is. The, one of the big things, that's the whole point of indie games, right? You, you can build an indie game, whoever you are. It's, the, it's all about resources and it's all about the time. And if you've got the inclination to do something in your spare time and build it over you know, X amount of months or years, then all power to you. And then I hope, and I I know people do this and it's amazing and I love seeing the results of that. So if if the people that are listening are interested in doing so, by all means, I'd, I'd love to see them do it. What sort of resources could they get hold of to uh, to help them? I would recommend looking into either Unity or Unreal Engine 4. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the, they're becoming almost industry standards for, for independent developers these days. You know, there are other options, don't get me wrong, but um, there's a lot of resources in terms of uh, you know, YouTube videos or uh, training material that that's easily accessible for those two uh, sort of engines. Yeah, there's um, there's um, there's Udemy, the website, and there's a course on there for Unity. Um, I think I I picked it up for like nine pounds, and it's yeah. like epic. Yeah, <laughs> like it's about two hundred hours or something like that. But um, the only game I've managed to make so far is like a text uh, adventure, which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite funny. See. I need to um, see- yeah, I'll send over. It's um, <laughs> it's it's not quite on the same level as viral. I'll, I'll tell you that. Although you, you could make a text adventure uh, VR game, <laughs> I don't know how that would work. You know what? I think that'd be a really cool thing to do. There's so many cool ideas that can be explored in VR. That's what's so exciting about it. They making games in VR is not like making traditional video games. It's it's massively different. Um, so one of the big sort of misconceptions is, you know, if you're talking to people that aren't maybe that aware of what VR is. They probably sort of think of maybe you know Call of Duty, your Battlefield, your, your big sort of AAA titles, your GTAs, and yeah. think, oh, I could just be in those worlds. Now that's true to a degree, but it doesn't really work like that. So, like traditional controls, for example, don't really transfer very well to VR. And we have to approach the way we design our games in a, in a totally different manner with uh, when we do design VR games. So something like a text adventure based in VR, presented in a really unique way might be quite an appealing thing to I'd, I'd love to see that i think it could i'm work. actually just picturing it now and i can imagine it working quite well yeah, yeah it um, 
just sort of have the different sort of text um sort of in different areas away from you do you know what i mean spatially absolutely Um, cool uh so i mean i know um i watched uh a talk you did um it's on your website i'll I'll link up to that as well um you talked about the emotion the importance of emotion in in game design um so what did you mean by that sort of can you go into a little detail on that yeah absolutely the it exists no matter what sort of games we're playing, right? There's always a, a, an emotional reaction from the player that, that whether it's playing sort of a match three title on your mobile or whether you're playing big grand adventure on on your console at home, there's always some sort of emotional attachment to the title or engagement to a title, should I say? With VR, that is massively massively sort of put put into focus. Um, yeah, there's there's a couple of demos that are doing the rounds now. Um, I'll name one, which is Sony's The Heist, where you're sort of sat in a seat in front of a, a Cockney gangster, uh, you know, shaven head, white vest, cigarette in one hand, and he's right in your face. It's quite an intimidating scenario. Yeah. And if you saw that on something on your PlayStation or your Xbox, you know, it, you'd still feel it. You'd get the intimidation. You'd, you'd kind of get it, and you'd understand what's going on in that situation. But in VR, that situation feels so much more real. It feels like this guy's in you know, staring down into your eyes and your soul and you can kind of, you know, some people might want to just slap him. Some people might feel a bit afraid of the guy. And, yeah. and this is what VR brings to the table. Yeah, so in, 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 I'm going to link to that as well, the heist. So are you like the getaway driver or something in that? Or um, So the heist is, I mean, I don't know what they're doing with the full game. They're just, they've yeah. got a demo that you can, it's widely available on YouTube and stuff that, that you know, you can go and see what it's all about. Yeah. Um, but the, the scene that they've been showing off is, um, you're a sort of a jewel thief, I think is, is the is the what are you, what are you, what are you doing? But you um you basically end up tied up to a chair with this guy trying to get some information out of you, um in this dark, dingy sort of cellar or basement or, or whatever. And it's it sort of builds up from there, and you get a little shootout and stuff going on. But it's it's really compelling stuff. Cool, that sounds awesome. Yeah. It's um, good. So in terms of that, so what is your favourite story that isn't a game? Like so, film or comic or book or anything like that. Um, the Killing Joke is one of my all-time favorite comic books. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, the Batman um, storyline. Yeah, so, and it's an obvious one, but it's it is one of my favorites. Um, just, just trying to remember how that one ends. So that's which one is the Killing Joke? Because I might be I might be confusing it with Hush. No, Hush is yeah, they're obviously different. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the Killing Joke is the one where. Uh, Batman and Joker end up laughing with each other at the end of the oh, book. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's when he shoots Barbara Gordon. That's the one, yeah. It's, uh, Alan Moore wrote it, I think. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah it's it's a pretty brutal story, but the, the way that the relationship between those two characters is built up through the, the comic is is incredible, and it really struck a chord with me. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, that's another passion of my comic books. I'm a bit of a comic book geek. Have you ever thought about getting into indie comic books? Yeah, I, I, I'm actually writing some of my own at the minute. So. Oh, cool, man. Well, um, we're... Like me and some of the guys who are right with, we're going to be sort of looking to crowdfunding and and doing a few indie comics stuff next year. So, oh, uh, if you, I don't, I don't know if you want to help out or get involved, or we could find artists or something like that. Have you, have you got an artist in mind? Uh, no, not the minute. I was just focusing. It's kind of an aside to the rest of the stuff. That yeah, I do. yeah. It's more of a bit of a pet project. Um, but by all means, I'd love to hear what you're up to. Uh, cool. I'll, I'll send some stuff over. I'm certainly no expert. It's just a passion. <laughs> Same as those. I think we, we all like love sort of writing and stuff. We've never dabbled on comics yet. So I think next year is our time to give it a go. Um, Sounds good. 
cool man so what does your ideal work day look like uh so that's a big change of uh you know becoming independent uh, yeah. sort of you know, and your own boss it's um it's, it's it's difficult like my but is it an ideal day or, or what i do actually do <laughs> um maybe you can tell us what your ideal days and then maybe talk about what happens that I guess I'm I'm a bit of an ideas man myself. So I I love you know getting the concepts of our games down, sort of fleshing all the meat of what what our games are going to be, um, and building that up. And not only just in you know the features of the the game, but you know the backstory, the story. And I, and I work with the guys on this as well. This is not just me doing this on my own. We've got a really you know talented team that that, that know great games themselves. And that's what's cool about Fierce Kaiju is we're so inclusive with the way that we build our stuff that, you know, for me, an ideal day is going in, sitting at my desk, building out a game idea with the rest of the guys. You know, there's, there's nothing better than that. That's, um, it's, it's so, I mean, you, you guys must know what that's like, right? You, you sit there and you write stories and. Yeah. It's like, it's, um, when you come up with something that you're really happy with, you like fist pump the air. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Which, it's just a nice feeling, I guess. Um, so what what happens then? What what disrupts that? What disrupts that? Well, general sort of running of a company. Um, you know, the, the tax side of things, the, the logistics of setting up a company, those things can, can get in the way. Um, certainly happened a lot with me whilst working on Viral. Um, yeah. You know, I we were setting up the company at that point, so a lot of my time was taken up doing all that sort of, that side of things, and other guys had to help out doing stuff that I probably should have been doing in, in some instances. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's just that's independent development for you. It's it's hard and you have to do things, you have to adapt and do things that you're not usually used to doing. Yeah. What, what's your big big dream for Fierce Kaiju? Like, what what would you, when would you say this is, that we've made it? Do you know what I mean? Like, when would you say this is it? This is yeah, what we're I, aiming for. That's a good question. I, for me, um, I want to be. I want Fierce Kaiju to be in a position where we're make, making games, getting and you know we've got a decent sized team, and that's not a massive team. Just I don't know, maybe twenty, thirty guys, something like that. And we're making games, and they're all pulling in wages, and we're all enjoying our job. You know, for me, that's success. Yeah, it's, it's, it's doing what we want to do on a day to day basis is success. You know, and I think that it's obviously success is, is earning money as well. But the money is, I don't have to say this without sounding like a bit of a hypocrite. <laughs> the, I, I, we want to earn money. We want to be successful. You, you have to do that to be a business, right? Yeah, yeah. But we do love games. We love the, the art form of it. We love the, you know, we know how to make great games. And that's what we want to do every day of our lives. Yeah, you're not, you're not making games to make money. You're making money to make more games. Is that Exactly, exactly. Um, cool. So we've actually burn through his questions pretty quickly um but um on that last point though there's yeah we certainly look up to and, and this is me personally i don't want to speak for the rest of the team but i personally look up to companies like you know such as naughty dog and valve where they've built fantastic games and ip uh from pretty much nothing yeah and they've come out of nowhere and they've become successful and that's kind of they're the people that i hold up as a, a, a sort of yardstick if you like that they're kind of they're the heights I want to get to. I think that they're probably a little bigger than I'd ever want us to get. Yeah. You know, they, they obviously have a lot of staff and, but you know, to have that sort of association with quality. Yeah. I, I absolutely adore valve. Like 
I think the culture, like there's just something so unique and special about them. So that's that's another big thing. That's the culture is really important to us at Fierce Kaiju. Yeah. We we want to make sure that you know, you've probably heard that video games have this sort of crunch culture where, you know, you don't see your family and you work until silly o'clock, you eat junk food until the early hours. Um, you know, I've been there, I've done that, but we don't see that that has to happen, right? That's yeah. a choice that's made by certain people or or a situation that's put on people by others. <laughs> um, and we want to avoid that. That's not to say that we won't have a crunch because sometimes that happens and, um, you know, we, we try to avoid that as best we can. But, you know, it's it's more about having a really nice environment for you people to work with. And, and people want to go home. They want to go see their families. And, and if they go and do that, they'll feel, feel recharged when they come in the next day. So that needs to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people are basing that assumption maybe on like Indie Game the movie or something where um, the team meet guys are sort of doing that crunch before yep. the release. It, they, look, they look so ill. Oh, yeah, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like that's, that's uh, with no disrespect to those guys, it's the tip of the iceberg. You know, I've, I've been at some places and I'm not going to name names or anything. I don't regret anything I've ever done. But the, um, the hours that, that people work in the games industry can be, pretty intense and pretty tough you know they they can change lives uh, sometimes for the worst but you know when you're younger and you're you're driven by creating great games it's not so much of an issue but as you start to get a bit older you know and <laughs> you, you get a bit more tired of these situations <laughs> yeah and, and you've got a family now right so you, yeah, you've got a little one how many kids have you got two girls two girls exactly yeah um so the last question well, I've got this last question, then I've got a bonus question. <laughs> uh, the last question was, uh, what question should I ask you about game dev that I haven't already, that like my listeners might want to know? <laughs> um, well, I, I sort of expected something more about the story element, mm. uh, so the story side, and how I maybe saw the importance, uh, importance of that, or you know whether that would fit in the VR, sort of how I saw that fit in the VR. Okay, yeah, so... So here's a question for you. <laughs> how how can you see story and writers sort of fitting into the, the world of VR? <laughs> I think it's going to be massively important. Um, I I don't know if you've heard of a thing like Oculus have done recently called Henry. And if you haven't, go check it out. It's You can see sort of videos of it. Obviously, you don't experience it because it's 2D video. But they're massively into storytelling in VR. And it's it's so engrossing that it, it's got to be done. I'd love to write a VR narrative and, and experience. And I, you know, one day I hope to do that, but you know, honestly, my talent is, is game design and um, I don't want to force my ideas onto people when <laughs> there's plenty of people out there that actually, you know, write this stuff to a massive, massively high level. Yeah. So can you, can you see there being like uh, indie VR films or, or anything like that? Or Absolutely. Absolutely. There will be, there will be. Um, and I, you know, I'd encourage people to start looking in those directions because I, I think that there's going to be a lot of opportunity in that space. Wow, cool. Um, yeah, man, that, that's that's great. I mean, the bonus question was, uh, who is your favourite person uh, with the name Luke Condor? <laughs> yeah, Luke Condor is oh, my person. Oh, oh, nice one. You don't have to say that. Um, but um, <laughs> it's just a given, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. I mean, this this is great. I mean, personally. I I think me and any sort of modern writer, we we just we just want to get involved in whatever is happening. And I think get indie game development, VR games, everything. We just sort of want to know how we can, 
you know, we, we, we just, I think we all just want to do everything. <laughs> I think that's yeah, probably no, a problem. I totally appreciate that. I'm, I don't, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I'm, like I say, I'm a comic book geek. I love media. I just soak it all up. Movies, comic books, books. I, I love, I love that stuff. And I'm sure you guys are similar. And that's how I get my inspiration. Storytelling, you know, whether it's game design or whether it's movies or comic books, it's, it's inspiring stuff, right? You read that stuff and you feel, you get up, like you say, you fist pump and it's like, that's that's what makes me get up in the morning. Yeah, and I'm sure it's the same for you guys. And I think that you're right to consider all those different opportunities, and you absolutely should do. Um, and like I say, I, I encourage you guys to look into into sort of VR storytelling. Um, yeah. It's it's going to be big, no doubt about it. Um, so, just a quick question that's close to mind: um, What is your favorite game? I didn't even ask you. Uh, <laughs> that famous question. <laughs> I, you know what? There's it's like asking somebody, you know, what their favorite color is, right? Yeah. It's almost an impossible question to answer. I have so many favorite games over the years that I don't think I could ever fairly say that one game is my favorite. I'm a big fan of the Metal Gear series. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of, obviously, the classics, the Mario's, the Zelda's. Um, I'm, I play everything. You know, some people see, see it the other way around. They don't like to play everybody's things because they want to be inspired by whatever comes into their own head. I search for inspiration. I like to be inspired by other people's work. That doesn't mean I want to copy it. It just means that I play these things and I feel, yes, I feel, you know, I, I feel charged up by it. And, I, and uh, you know, I, I don't think I could ever pick one thing out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really the favorite thing I've ever done, um, before viral, obviously, uh, was probably Red Dead Redemption. And obviously, that wasn't just me. There was a massive team making that game. I love uh, that game as well. It's one of my favorite games. That was, it was a great game. No doubt about it. Um, it's certainly the, the one I'm most proud of on my on my season. There's a game um, that, although technically isn't VR, um, it, it was so immersive for me that it, it almost felt like I was sort of inside the game. Was um, the first portal? You know, yeah. r- right at the end where the cake is a lie moment, and yeah. you feel like you're breaking the game. Spoilers. Like, <laughs> if, you haven't, if people haven't played Portal by now, I, I don't know what's wrong with them. But um, that that moment when you, you feel like you, you you teleport off the platform and like you um you, f- you feel like you're breaking the game. And for me, that was like that was the most immersive moment I think that I've yeah. had in games. Agreed. But um, yeah, thanks, man. So I mean, how can people follow up on Fierce Kaiju and you? And what's the best way to stay in touch with you? So I'm on on Twitter, you know, at Paul Coles, and the Fierce Kaiju is on there as well, uh, at Fierce Kaiju. Um, we're on Facebook as well. Just you know, uh, just search Fierce Kaiju on Facebook. You can find us on there. So feel free to uh, look us up. You can visit the website www.fiercekaiju.com. Well, um, I'm super excited to see what you guys come up with next. I mean, what what's the? Um, have you got sort of some plans to release anytime soon, or or what's the uh, schedule look like? So we've got a couple of prototypes um, in our back pockets. Um, some really, I can't talk about it, unfortunately. Um, but it's, you know, as soon as I can talk about it, Luke, I'll give you a nudge. And I, um, I'd love to talk to you guys about what we're up to. Cool, man. Um, but yeah, there, there's some, I, I, I hope you guys, you guys will be pretty impressed with it. I'm sure, I'm sure it will be. Um, <laughs> cool, man. Well, I know you, you're a busy guy running a company, so I'll, um, just gonna, I'll leave you to it. Thanks for doing this. What a lovely, what a lovely, lovely man Paul is. Um, so yeah, I'm going to stay in touch with him. Uh, you should definitely check out 
Fierce Kaiju and check out Fire All the Game. Um, it's really interesting and it's crazy the world's going, <laughs> the sort of technology. Um, yeah, so get in touch, uh, lukeofcondor at me.com or tweet me uh, at lukeofcondor, it's Condor with K. And um, I'll see you very soon. All right. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.